And it's Annalena here again. Before we start with the episode, I just wanted to share something amazing with you all since you're most likely a generator or a manifesting generator if you're listening or maybe you know someone because in January of 2023, we're actually launching an amazing 12-week program which is called Align on Purpose. So this is specifically for generators and manifesting generators that are looking to really dive deeper into their unique human design chart so that you can get to know yourself at a much deeper level. You can tap more into your own authenticity. You will learn and implement your unique energetics that are hidden in your chart. We will also touch a little bit about your astrological markers. So there will be a blend of astrology. We will also weave in some of the gene keys in particular for you to learn how to transmute your fears in your shadows so that you can be more in your higher expressions, create new beliefs that actually serves you. And we will also do a lot of the deconditioning work, which is actually what I think I've been talking a lot about on this podcast, that is kind of the complementing thing to human design. And I truly believe that without the deconditioning or the inner work, human design oftentimes is just, um, yeah, a lot for the mind that we can get distracted on. And the more we do the deconditioning work, the easier it is for us to actually embody our human design. There's going to be an amazing workbook. You're going to get access to all the 64 gates, the 36 channels. There will be bi-weekly live calls for each of the six modules where you actually get to talk to Miranda and I, get our support. There will also be a private community where you get connect with other beautiful humans that love human design. And there's also going to be a bonus module about business energetics. So if you're looking to you know, implement your human design more into your business as well. There's also some epic bonuses for all of those that are signing up before the end of the year, so before December 31st, um, which is our 2023 Vision Board Workshop. That's going to be a live event at the beginning of February. It was epic last year, truly amazing. And you will also get access to the 7 Chakra Deconditioning Bundle, and just that in itself is an amazing bonus for that. And so the program usually runs for 1111 but everybody that signs up by the end of the year, it's only going to be 888 so 888 plus the bonuses are all included. There's also a three-month payment plan option for you available. I will drop the link to the program in the show notes. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me, to email me. And we always have the option to book a 15-minute complimentary call with us. So that was it. I just wanted to share this goodness with you all. We are super excited about the project. Already had a few people sign up for the program. And now, without further ado, we will get started with the episode. Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. 
And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. I'm so happy to have you for another episode of the Art of Slowing Down podcast. It's Annalena here. And today I have the lovely, amazing Ingrid Turner here with me. And Ingrid is a professional psychic medium, psychic development teacher, and somatic manifestation coach. She helps misfits, black sheep, and other highly creative individuals tap into their strongest psychic gifts so they can unload their feelings of inadequacy and move fully into their powerful contributions to society. Wow, I love that. And Ingrid and I, I think we met online, right? A little while ago. Yeah. Did a couple of readings. I met you very recently in person in Savannah, Georgia, which was super awesome. Yeah. Here we are on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you, Annalena. Yeah, you're so welcome. And so what do you want to talk about today? You're not supposed to ask a generator open-ended questions like that, Annalena. <laughs> you know better. <laughs> I know, but I'm gonna put you on the spot. Um, yeah. So actually, that's that's beautiful. Actually, what you said because we love to talk about human design, right? Yeah. So let's so, talk about that. We last time when we talked in Savannah. Oh my God, it was so much fun to go out for coffee and just go all the way in and use human design as the blueprint for the conversation mm -hmm. about spirit and awakening and intuition and all of that. I'm really just having a love affair with human design the last couple of years. And you were one of the people that really sparked me going deep into human design when I found you on Facebook. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> my little sicko went, ooh, what is she doing? Yeah. Um, before that, I had uh, one of my students actually had, well, okay, so let me back up. I first discovered human design, I want to say close to 10 years ago. And somebody showed me my chart and I noped right out of there. <laughs> like that does just too much, right? And so it took several years for me to come back around to it. And one of my students was getting into human design and she said, oh, Ingrid, let me look at your human design chart with you. And I went, okay, we'll, we'll give this a try again. Mm -hmm. And then when she did, that's what ignited my sacral. And I went, ooh, interesting. And so the one in my profile started to dive all the way into it and get really geeky about it and yeah. do all the research about it. So the last few years, I've just become more and more knowledgeable and in tune with my own human design and really working on living as a pure generator. Because I got to tell you, when I first discovered I was a pure generator, I was not very happy about it. My ego took a blow. <laughs> like 70% of the other people in the planet, that can't be right. You know? And I just didn't understand the intricacies and the nuance and the absolute uniqueness that is everybody's unique energetic signature. So I've been, it's really been a, a huge part of my journey, my awakening journey and stepping into my most fulfilling, outrageous life. So that's yeah, I'm talking about that <laughs> no, and I love it because it's you know the thing with human design is like we have to be ready for it no totally it's like yeah. and they have met so many people that I mean they I think they had their first human design reading like 10-15 years ago and I was like 
Yeah, it was okay, but I put it in my in my drawer and I never looked at it again, right? And then at some point there comes a person into their life, if that's me or somebody else, where all of a sudden mm -hmm. like it kind of ignites that spark and that curiosity, like, ooh, now I want to look deeper. And yeah, I, you know, as a psychic, practicing psychic, I'm really, everything I do is wrapped up in my intuition and also like the healing work that goes into developing your intuition. And I think the reason you have to be ready for your chart is like, you have to do some inner work to get to the place where you can accept your authenticity, accept who you are. Yeah. Like I said, 10 years ago, like, oh, you're a generator. 70% of people are generator. I was mad. Like I had to yeah. ego the way I had to do some, some digging and some, some getting humble <laughs> in order to dive into, to even be able to look at the rest of it. Mm -hmm. yeah because that's the thing right there is so much more than you're a generator I mean oh yeah and I think when we talked in Savannah we were kind of nerding out on everything right we went into all the gates and the nuances yes. and so and and I love I just want to mention this so Ingrid is a 5-1 sequel generator and you I mean like you say right you're like a psychic medium and you have that gate 57 in your conscious earth which is mm -hmm. we say it's the most intuitive gate in the chart and by all means we're all I think we yes. all humans are psychics and we are highly intuitive absolutely like you are here to show this to the world it's in your incarnation cross and mm -hmm. help other people to remind them also of the you know intuitive capabilities that we all have so that's just to me, and, and it's grounding you, right? Like uh -huh. connecting uh -huh. your intuition. And it always lights me up when I see people living in that alignment, right? And I just let yeah. things out, which without often human design, we tend to like suppress it sometimes. So like, who am I to be a psychic or I shouldn't or whatever, right? It's it kind of yeah. gives permission. It's interesting. I, I, I'm just, I'm really discovering. It does give you permission. Like every time I look at somebody's human design chart with them, and I usually use it in conjunction with other work that I do. But sometimes I just do readings for people as well. However, it needs to come in. Um, but when I look at somebody's chart, and I'm sure you experience this too, they're never surprised. They always feel incredibly validated. Like, oh, what a relief! I can just be who I am. So what I would say to people is, if you're looking at something with an attitude of, I don't, I, I I would like to be psychic, or I'd like to tap into my intuition. I don't know if I'm psychic. I don't know if I'm this. I mean, and you kind of have that push pull, like you want something, but you're resisting it at the same time. It's almost certainly very much who you are. Mm -hmm. And we are conditioned right out of our natural energy. And you talk about the deconditioning process. I do too. I use different language for it, but it's the same thing. Like we are here to bust out of this shell of conditioning and just live this authentic and free experience. And what's so exciting for me, and you know, you just said, it's really exciting for you to see people living out their design. And it's exciting for me to see people living out their design and in my work specifically, trusting themselves, like trusting their intuition, trusting their innate psychic abilities, because we all got them. We just have to remind ourselves what they are and then turn down the monkey brain and just go with what is happening in the moment. And it's really exciting because people get happy. They are fulfilled. They are in better relationships, in better work situations. They're doing what they love. They're waking up excited and energized you know, instead of tired and dreading and drudgery, I want to eradicate that from the world. <laughs> like I'm on a mission. Like, can we please just allow ourselves to be happy 
and trust ourselves and love ourselves so that we can show up and truly be of divine service. Nobody's of service to anybody if they're struggling, suffering, and miserable. It's yeah, just the truth. It, the first step to changing the world is changing yourself. I think Nietzsche, Nietzsche or Gandhi said that, and I can't remember which one now. Change the world, you must first change yourself. I think that was a Gandhi quote. Yeah, you want to uh, be the change you want to see in the world, something like That's that. That's it, something like that. Yeah, but yeah. I just, I yeah, really feel that so deeply and I try and embody that. And I know when I am present, and loving my little generator self, and I am lit up by whatever's in front of me, like right now, lit up talking to you in this scenario, that is when I am, my energy and my gifts are overflowing and impacting the maximum amount of people and changing the maximum amount of lives because I'm fully in flow. When I'm trying too hard or resisting myself, or mad at myself or judging myself or anything that is causing me to feel off kilter and out of alignment I'm no use to anybody least of all myself mm, yeah no I love that I would love to hear from you so because as a generator right you have that we have that stair-step learning curve and we can be on the plateau yeah so how do you experience the plateau <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay it's part of the game right so I, I love that question because I just had a re like an epiphany and reframe about it that really really helped me mm -hmm. so you're talking about the generator plateau when i hear generator plateau to me it feels deflating it feels like oh we're stuck you know mm -hmm. can't do anything and i realized my reframe for that is i stopped calling it a plateau and i started saying well i'm responding to rest i'm responding to nothing my yeah. sacral response is, is to stop is to chill is to relax that. And that really helped me <laughs> because when I heard the word plateau, I went, oh, really? The thing's happening. And then I start to get stressed and scared and freaked out of the jumping into mind action. Still do it. You know, when I start, when I start to panic because there's nothing yeah. going on. But if I remind myself that I'm responding to stress, I find it much easier. And then it move, I move through it much more quickly because I'm giving myself what I need. Because I feel like the plateau is you got to chill out because you have big action coming. And you need to conserve your energy, girl. Yeah. I need to rest from this step. Okay. Just take a chill, take a chill moment. And um, that's hard because so much of, and I, I don't think that's hard from a generator perspective. I think that's hard from an ego perspective. I think that's hard from a conditioned perspective because we are so conditioned to be, if we're not productive and hustling, we're not worth a damn. Mm. And that's where I think that comes from. It's not really about a generator's energy. It's not for me so much, but I'm, I'm kind of a low energy generator, to be honest. I'm not one of those people, unless I'm around somebody with like gate 34. I like being around people with gate 34. Yeah. That, I'm like, yeah, we are doing all kinds of stuff. And then as soon as they're gone, I'm like, hmm. back, to, back to plotting. Right. But I'm, I'm fine with being a plotter. I finally embraced it, you know, but that's, that's what I feel about the plateau. Like it, our resistance to it is more about our conditioning than about our authentic generator experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I've also noticed, you know, when we resist and I'm going to just right now, for a second, I'm going to keep calling it plateau, which is, I totally agree. It's really, it's just invitation from the universe to slow down, totally. and chill, yeah. relax, right. So that you can ready for the next up level, you know, because if we keep going and pushing to much then oh my god the next up level is going to go somewhere else it's going to wait even longer and what tends to happen when we resist that space or beat ourselves up we're actually really busy in the mind and we're overthinking and so we're actually yeah. fully resting totally 
and and then we're actually making this this phase of slowing down or like plateau whatever we call it um even way longer and then we get more frustrated and then we get into this like you know so yeah yeah and again whatever exactly like whatever reframe works for you with that and i love how you um because you're gonna you're gonna make it work for you um make it work for you yeah and yeah. you know what i do too when i when i when my mind starts going haywire because i'm not i'm not responding to anything there's nothing there is i in order to get to that place like i like i love what you said it's like we're not resting if our mind is going a million miles a minute and judging ourselves and freaking out because nothing's going on right we're, we're not resting we need to fully rest so i give myself like a, a time frame i go okay today i'm gonna do nothing i'm just gonna completely take the day off and i do my best to like avoid my phone and notifications and i really and then and then like tomorrow i'll go back to freaking out if i want to mm -hmm. but today i'm just gonna give this to myself and invariably all it takes is that one day usually to fully reset and for things to start moving again. And if it doesn't, then at least I've given myself that one day. Yeah. No, I truly believe that we underestimate the power of, it's also in the gene keys, right? Pausing. Like yeah. the more, it's really true. Richard Rudd talks about it. The more pauses we take, the more we get done, actually, the more productive oh, we are. And so it's true. such a... I mean, for the mind, it's such a conundrum. How does it make sense? But I have to say from my own experience, because I have a tendency myself, and I need to get reminded of it over and over again, that I'm I'm very busy, but more in my mind and, and I not really like stopping. And when I take that conscious choice to meditate, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, when you wake up in the morning, instead of grabbing your phone for the first thing, you just I sit in the kitchen for 10 minutes, look at the sun rise up. Yeah. I just watch my breath. Just the dynamic of my day and my morning is so different. Oh, it completely and, transforms it. Yeah. Yeah. And and the busier I am in my mind, the less I actually get done. Yeah. It's, it's just <laughs> stressful. Yeah. I say I was just thinking today, I was just thinking before we got on this 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 um this show. I was we saw each other in Savannah recently, like a couple of months ago, right? Yeah. If that. <laughs> I was thinking about how much has changed for me and how much I'm doing now that I haven't even told you about yet. We haven't had an opportunity to catch up. There's so much happening and so many big shifts in like my career and everything. And, and then I was contrasting that with how slowly I move. Okay. <laughs> like how, how now it, it used to be that I was like a really frenetic person in my mind, fast paced, trying to get things done all the time. Right. Boom, 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 boom. And as I've really embraced being a generator and a slow moving generator of that, which took a hot minute, that was hard. <laughs> but as I've embraced that, I just moved slowly and deliberately throughout my day and not worried about, like you say, being really, really busy in the the mind and doing all the things and figuring out all the things and working on all the things. And also I'm a generator, like a pure generator. I'm not a manifesting generator, which means I don't really thrive when I'm working on multiple things at once. I kind of have to focus in. And that's been really hard too, to make myself do that because I have a lot of interests, a lot of things I want to do. Mm -hmm. But when I focus in on one thing, things really start to expand and life is long. I, there's a lot of things I'm going to be able to get done and, and, you know, complete. And I'm really excited about that, but yeah. Um, going back to that slowing down, like uh, the name of your pot, like your podcast, slowing down, right. Um, living in alignment, slowing down to quantum leap. I hear you. I hear you. I see you post that all the time. It's just like, yes, you know, when you slow down to get in the present moment, 
the more, the quicker things happen, the more expanded things become. And it's, it's dizzying how fast life moves for you as you are more slow and present in your experience. Yeah. It's wild. It's it, such, it really such is. a wild experience. And I, and I mean, it, it, there's so many things actually from what you were saying that I want to kind of reflect back on. I mean, the first one was that um i mean the whole thing yeah slowing down all it is about is so we can be more present in the moment which is all yeah. we have which goes back to the teachings from the power of now from Eckhart Tolle. i mean all the wisdom is out there right all of it yeah but we can listen to our heart we can feel our sacral where it wants to move and all these things right and what i find it particularly interesting also to dive a little bit deeper into because you were saying hey i'm a pure generator i'm not a manifesting generator and you know i'm a manifesting generator right so and oftentimes the the two types get thrown into one bucket and like, oh, you're the, uh-huh. you're the generator types, you're here to respond, which is true, but yeah. we are yet so different, right? Like, yeah. like for me, I mean, the amount of boredom that comes across for me, if I would force myself just to focus on one thing, it's like, I, right. I just can't. And for you, you know, even though you say, and, and this is actually, I've noticed it with all the human design types, because when you talk about the many of them, we're, we're multi-passionate. Everybody, every human would say, we're multi-passionate. We all are. Yeah. Right? We, and I think, you know, we need variety in life. Absolutely. Yes. It's yes, just yes, like yes. for the manifesting generator, what really happens. So like when I, when I talk about um, uh, work, right if I would so I used to work in corporate and I I was kind of I had to do payroll and finances Uh and only and the monthly reconciliation every month Uh would drive me crazy but if I had like well I can do a little bit of HR and some interviews and then I do payroll and then I do some training with some other people and Alina would thrive and I would get done so much more yeah generator would probably have been very happy if they were into finance let's say that lights up their sequel doing the uh-huh. people and doing the one thing right so for me it's actually energizing when I have that um different things that I can move between and of course uh-huh. when I immerse in one there needs to be focus right like in the mind so uh-huh. um but that's a really beautiful distinction because oftentimes I find that not only the generator types I mean the pure generators that they can get caught up in this being multi-passionate and having lots of interest, but then not following their sacral and their authority. And then they're frazzled all over the place, right? Yeah, I I had, um, I saw a, a, a human design person and I, I cannot remember her name. It was a TikTok video that went by really fast, but I, it stuck with me. And she said, you know, um, the, the way that a, a pure generator can work best with their multiple passions is to have pillars, right? And they focus in on one pillar until their sacral dictates they move to another. And they just, you know, they just do it that way. Um, and I thought there was, I thought there was something to that because um, the thing that, the thing that I got caught up in my mind about with being a pure generator and focusing in on one thing was like you say, that multi-passionate piece. Like I am a, right now I'm super focused on psychic development. That's just what I'm into. It's like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm focused on. I just started a podcast around it. I've got like, I blew up on TikTok around it. And it just, and it's because I follow the breadcrumbs, you know, of my, you know, my sacral and I, and then it showed up and I was like, cool, this is what I'm doing. But I also have a deep passion for poetry. And when you and I talked, I was really just like, I just want to write poetry all the time. So I did. And when I wrote poetry all the time, you know, things I needed just kind of showed up because I'm a generator and I was attracting what I needed. And now I've 
kind of change, not change. I haven't abandoned poetry, but my focus, I can't have my focus every day on poetry and psychic development. I mean, I could, but it would just disperse my energy. So for, and the thing that I also know about myself, finally, I'm not going to be doing this like forever. Like mm-hmm. there, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I think everybody is different there, but I know myself where like, I will get really into something and I'm like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm totally done. And then it needs to go live a life of its own. And I need to pull my attention somewhere else. I've done that over and over and over again. <laughs> I go to a super deep dive and then been like, okay, now I need to move on to something else. Yeah. But I think the difference is with a generator, like you need that variety throughout your, or a manifesting generator. Is this true that you need that variety throughout your day? Yeah. Like yeah. More quickly changing. Whereas yeah. I feel like I need change, but it's more slow. Mm. Yeah. Because we have this, which is the manifesto part. It's this like creative spark that uh, creative urge that comes through us. And when I ignore it, like things mm-hmm. don't go well, like, and yeah, like we need to follow that. Like, I may have a plan. Oh, I need to work on this today. But if my yeah. creative urge is in a totally different project, I have to do that. And it it's, it gets done so quickly and so easy and I lit <laughs> up. And then I may just do the thing that I thought I have to do like the next day or yeah. next week or never. Sometimes we, we don't finish the things that we thought we were going to do. Right, 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 right. right. It, it, it can look a little bit messy from the outside sometimes but um it took me also like how you said it took me a hot minute <laughs> um, <laughs> to like embrace it more and it's still you know it's it's a learning journey because we yeah we totally. tend to judge ourselves and like you need to be more focused and of course the other elements like I think we both have undefined head and ajna right so right your ajna is completely open so it's um we can easily be pulled in in all these different kind of directions so totally Totally. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons why it's so important, like you say, to move slowly. Because mm-hmm. it is so easy to be yeah, moved yeah. in a new direction that we didn't intend to go. Yeah. So I would love to hear from you because it's, you know, the generator type, it's all about this, like, well, follow your sequel. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear from you, like, what does that mean and what has been happening for you? Since okay. You- courage to actually follow your sacred follow my okay so I am living the life of my dreams like I hands down I have never been more fulfilled and more happy in my life just living in the moment and following my little yeses and moving away from my little no's okay so for a decade or more actually all my life all my life I've wanted to live nomadic all my life and I haven't done that for a variety of reasons. Some of them really good reasons. I had a child young and I was a single mom mm. and my kid was like, ah, I don't want his, he's a generator. His little psychosacral was hell no, we're not going to go traveling, you know? And I feel like that was the right decision mm. to root in, but I still moved house like every two years. <laughs> you know, it's always <laughs> when I was as little, young as like two years old, my parents had to watch me because I would take off to go exploring, not mm-hmm. to run away, not to go be like run out in traffic, just like go because we were in the woods a lot. I used to, and apparently I used to grab my little brother and try and take him with me. And they'd be like, oh, where did you go? She took her brother. <laughs> they would run off to find me. And I can remember spending hours and hours when I was really young, eight, nine, 10 years old, off on my own exploring. I've always loved to explore. Somewhere along the way, as I grew up, I got the message, Ingrid, you think you would like that, but you wouldn't really be happy. You're too insecure. 
you don't really, you don't trust, you know, you, you don't have what it takes to live that kind of lifestyle. And so I had this battle, that mental battle, like we talked about earlier, if you want something, but you think it's not for you, you can't have it. It almost certainly is for you and you can have it is what you need. That was what my traveling was like. So yeah, yeah. through a lot of deconditioning process and healing work, um, years of it, I finally, something just clicked. I cannot remember what my sacral responded to, but I know it was something because it, the decision happened. I just made the decision. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And I took a couple of months. I took 90% of my belongings, shoved them in the back of my friend's pickup truck, drove it to the dump and pushed it off with no regrets. I still don't miss anything that I threw away. I just took it all the dump. I didn't try and sell it. I didn't donate it. I just went, I don't care. I got, got, get rid of it, gone. I put a few items in storage and I packed up my Scion. If you've ever seen the Scion, those little boxy cars, yeah, yeah, I know, converted exactly. it into mm -hmm. a micro camper and I had everything like in its place. I didn't want for anything as I was out on the road and traveling. And I had a great year out there. I met you. I met all kinds of other people. I had amazing things just coming over and over and over. The interactions that I had, the incredible, incredible healing interactions that took place. I, I want to tell you this one story because it was so potent and it's really a testament to my five, one profile that five, you know, is about that's something that rings really true for me is five, five profiles do best with strangers <laughs> like Our in our deeper interpersonal relationships tend to be more challenging because of that projection field. And I have really found that to be true. And so my circle is very small. And I just want to say this because a lot of times when I when I talk to a five a five profile, whether it's five, one, five, two, three, five, or what have you, there's like this this feeling that's like, oh, so my relationships are all gonna suck. That's not true. We have really strong relationships, but they our circle, our inner circle is really small because it's you have to break that. through that. You know, I love that. And because I, I have notice that myself oftentimes five lines um can fall a little bit into victimhood like oh everybody's just protecting mm -hmm. onto me right totally so, yeah 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 and that is not like look we all project onto each other in some way or form like every relationship we encounter and it's also we not only have five lines i have five lines in my other planets mm -hmm. but it's not on my profile right for yeah. example so it's not like only the five lines experience that, but you experience that stronger, right? It's it's a more like yeah. really who you are, but it's meant, it's actually serving you because yeah, you may be meant to have a closer circle of closer friends. Very close. Yeah. I, have, I have one You're friend. Selective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to be very selective and set boundaries. And really it has to be a slow burn when you're allowing people to get close to you. The tendency for a five profile. So when people meet a five profile and they want to be friends right away, Okay. The, and I've experienced this over and over and over again, where people want to be really close to me really fast. Mm. And because I did not know myself or understand my energy, I took it at face value. They didn't know they were projecting. So it's not really their fault, you know, but I didn't realize that they were projecting. They were putting me on a pedestal that I didn't belong on. And here's the thing about being put on a pedestal. You will fall off that pedestal and it's a very long fall and it hurts when you land. Don't mm. allow yourself to be put on a pedestal. It's not worth it because <laughs> like, it's just not real. It's a house of cards. So what people would be really excited about what they thought they saw in me and they were seeing, you know, the five profile is a mirror. People are seeing themselves in you. 
they're mm-hmm. seeing themselves really strongly. And that's why it's such a powerful teacher profile. And that's why we do so well with strangers, because we can take that moment and reflect people back to themselves. And so when people, you know, when strangers, this is really true, when people react, Act to you like negatively or positively, they're really seeing themselves when you have that five profile. And where the five has to do the work is where they are triggered or where they project back. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. If somebody comments something nasty on one of my social media posts and I'm all upset about it and I'm running to defend myself and I'm just spinning on it, they may be projecting like that's their stuff. They may be seeing themselves but I've got some work to do if I'm taking on that projection and I'm resonating with that projection. That means there's a piece of it for me. It may not be a true story, but there's a piece of it that I have my work to do. Mm-hmm. And so a five has to really work hard. I feel five one has to really work hard to know themselves, trust themselves and be honest with themselves. The same is true on the other side, the positive projections that come out. Oh my God, you're the best thing ever. Yeah, you can all fix everything problems. for me, right? And <laughs> if, I, if I buy into that shit, that's my work. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I can fix yeah. anything no. for anybody. All I can do is be a mirror. I love that. That's so valuable. I want to actually um, mirror that back. <laughs> yes, like, please do. <laughs> because it's so, because I, I talk on it, I have, I, I have a lot of experience with five lands right now. And I love that you say, because yeah, even though somebody may project something onto you, if that triggers you, that is something for you to work on. Yes. So it may be very uncomfortable, but that's, that's the truth of the story. Like, um, that's the whole deconditioning work. Like every trigger, whatever triggers us, there is an, is an healing opportunity or something for us to do about it. Sometimes it's also, if something triggers you over and over again, it's maybe because you haven't stepped forward into your power and you're meant to speak yeah. up. Yeah. Like that, right? So, um, because we are kind of miss um, or missing the point with a five line if it's just like you get triggered everywhere and you're just like the excuse is like, oh, they're just protecting stuff onto me. I have nothing to do with it. It's not for me. And right. And people fall really into victimhood a little bit, unfortunately. So my experience with projections that I completely don't resonate with is I don't even hear them. And it's actually gotten me into a little bit of trouble <laughs> because I like go deaf. And I think there's a gate that you talked about. Is it gate 57? That's one of the deaf gates. I don't know what it was. Like if it doesn't resonate, you don't hear it. But uh, what might happen is it, people might negatively project on me. And I've had, I mean, I've had situations and anybody who's like out there on the bleeding edge is going to have people triggered by them mm-hmm. because your authenticity, your bravery, your courage is tickling their inauthenticity. They don't like it. And they're going to find every way to blame you for it. That you're just going to run into some of that. And with a five one, as with a five line, I think it can get, it can get very ugly. It has gotten very ugly for me. And where I run into trouble is people have hurled projections and accusations at me and it, it hasn't landed. It's been so like not resonant that I didn't take it seriously. And I just let it drop and moved on. But they were still taking it seriously and it came around to bite me later, you know, because I didn't necessarily like do anything about it because it so didn't resonate. It just I just didn't didn't grab it. When it does resonate, it's because I'm when it triggers me, I'm grabbing it. Hmm. And you know, so it's it's interesting, it's tricky, but it's also really beautiful. And I want to I want to tell this really amazing story because I want to illustrate the power of the five line. Because this was one of the most profound experiences I had on my travels that I think really talks about the power of that transpersonal 
energy that the fifth line has, the way that we can be a healer, an incredible beacon for other people by mirroring it back to themselves. I was in Savannah and I was out at a coffee shop with a friend. So I, you know, I love coffee shops and to go explore new coffee shops and do teas and coffees. It's my little, like, Ooh, you know, <laughs> my little sacral yummy. That's how I like massage my sacral, right? Yeah. And I dragged a friend of mine along um, and we were out there at this new coffee shop and it was kind of cool. And I was looking around and um, right when we came in, I saw this man sitting in the corner and immediately my energy just went, whoop, you know, just went to him. And I looked at him and I went, Ooh, he doesn't look so good. Like he just, I could just see and feel some, some really difficult energy there, but I ignored it. And I went and I sat down with my friend, but the whole time this man was kind of catty corner to me on the other side of the coffee shop and my, my heart, my energy was just clawing for him. It was just kept reaching out to him. And I kept trying to ignore it because it seemed inappropriate (laughs) and it wasn't an attraction thing. It, It wasn't like a sexual thing. It wasn't anything like that. It was a this person, this person needs help. This person, like it just wanted to connect with him. Mm-hmm. And so I ignored it. And then he caught up and he walked around a little bit and he came around to the table where my friend and I were sitting and he asked if we had a cell phone charger. And I said, no, you know, we said we didn't have one. And he said, oh, okay. And he, and I, and he went over to the counter and he asked the, the, the barista. And I looked at my friend, I go, that man looks shell-shocked. Like he looks, he looks shell-shocked to me. And then I remembered, oh, I have a charger in my car because I have everything in my car. So I went up to the man, I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, hey, I have a charger in my car. I'll go get it for you. And he goes, oh, okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the, I mean, the sadness in his eyes, the shock in his eyes, like, oh my God, this man is traumatized, you know? So I went out to my car and I got the charger. And when I came back in, he was crying. Mm. And I just kind of gently like led him over to the to find, you know, charge his phone. And I said, what's going on, Aaron? You know? And he just, he, he, the story that he came out with was he said, my mama just kicked me out of our house. I found out she's doing drugs. She's been lying to me. I'm so scared. I'm a paranoid schizophrenic. I need my medication. I don't know how to get my medication. I don't have anywhere to go. He pulls out his medication because I need a bag to keep my stuff and I don't have anything. And he just, whoom, all this energy came out. And I just found myself holding that space. Just all I did was just hold space. Like, oh, okay. And then I said, um, I said to him, I said some things to him. I said, do you have a place to stay tonight? And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they they said they can get me a hotel room. I called the number. I said, good, you have a place to stay tonight. And I just kind of led him through a couple of one or two steps you know, that he had taken or knew he could take. And I didn't say very much. I just kind of pointed in that direction. And this light bulb went off in his head and his whole energy shifted. He goes, you're right. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I have my, my, my disability check coming tomorrow. I can go get my medication. I just need a bag. I said, I got you. And I went out to my car. I got a bag. I said, use this bag, put your medication. And he goes, yeah, I can't sell this. I'm like, no, 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 don't sell that. <laughs> and then, and, and then, and then I felt the need to disconnect immediately. It was like, okay, time to disconnect. And so I said, okay, I got to go. I disconnected my energy. My friend and I left. We said our goodbyes and then we walked away. And it was such a profound experience of being like an empath and a fifth line. I felt like that was the best possible use of my fifth line because the fifth line also needs to know when to detach. We don't need right. to stick <laughs> That's the beautiful thing. You were kind of a stranger to help yeah. fix the, the practical solution in the situation, right? Yes. 
Yeah. And but then where, where the, the five line can fall into in the shadow is feeling guilty and over giving and over caring and mm -hmm. over like feeling responsible. Right. But you kind of like, hey, I got you for this and this. And here you go. Like that, it's exactly what that is. You come up with practical solutions, you know? Yeah. 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 And really mirror back. So yeah. that he can find his, he can understand his own practical solutions is what I felt yeah, like. Yeah. Like I could point, but then he needed to align with it and mm -hmm. do that work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that, that is so true. This this mirroring back is not just stuff that people need to work on. It's also mirroring back practical solutions. Exactly. So you just through your presence and, and yeah. being, being there. And the reason people love five lines so much is because we're also mirroring back what's great about them yeah the potential i i know yeah. <laughs> my partner is a five one like you and i i can totally it's sometimes because you know we two fours we don't see our magic and we all do in some way but yeah. it's yeah. like it makes me feel empowered and i can see that then through him it's, it's i read somewhere that two fours and five ones get along best mm -hmm. like That's we're the two types that we're like yeah <laughs> yeah the two four and the five ones it's like um we get along and again i don't want to you know that doesn't have to be always the case no no, no 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 i have found this like i have found it very 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 true so far in my life and it's it's kind of a cool thing to geek out on i guess but it is really fun um, to geek out on and thank you so much for sharing the i think that's gonna have so much value for the listeners about the five line what you just shared because I found it so empowering the way you shared it because we're often like, well, the five line is a comic mirror and they just see the shadow and the the negative of that. And almost oh, there's so much positive. Yeah. And like, and also this, when the projection that that negative so-called projection happens, there's something in it for you. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. So thank you so much for like kind of showing the power and the beauty actually yeah because well, I'm, I'm glad to be able to do that because i get that you know it's easy to fall into that like oh god really and here's something somebody else told me her name was saraswati she was one of the first people who looked at my human design chart when i was like eh. <laughs> <laughs> um she said um she said and this i always carry this with me this felt really resonant she said the thing about the fifth line and that projection you're always going to receive projection but when you are in integrity it's going to be positive when you are out of integrity, it's going to be negative. Now, the way I define integrity is really authenticity. It's living in your truth and your authenticity and showing up with a kind heart, you know, and, and that's it. And I found that to be really true. When I am lit up and I'm living my design and I am a happy little bopping along generator, mm. people are so into me. <laughs> they think I'm the best thing ever. And it's really fun to receive. That's also fun to say that this is my line for people. Thank you so much. I am your mirror. Yeah, I need to not take that on because that's what that's going to do. That's going to put me right out of integrity. And at the same time, you know, when I'm getting that negative projection or I'm out of integrity, you know, and I'm getting people like saying or doing kind of nasty stuff or, you know, things, some things that five experience a lot is people turn on them because you didn't meet their expectations. Now, part of that is like, okay, that projection sucks. But the other part of it is, oh, hey, five, you weren't in integrity. You said you could, you, you gave the impression you could meet an expectation that you could not meet. Yeah. That's our work. Yeah. Right? That's like when you over promise over like, no, I can take care of it. I do it even though, you know, 
your energy really you can't and that's yeah that's them being out of intent or you know sometimes we don't know we can't until we can't and then it's like oh now I know next time you know something that I've discovered is like <clears throat> um oh I lost my train of thought nope it's gone <laughs> but that's right that's right on it's like when you're not able when, when you over promise and whether it's energetically you know even without saying anything and when you're over promising that's because you're buying into the hype yeah that's five five ones need to learn to be very humble i guess we all need to learn to be very humble i guess but you know it's 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 really important i have found in my journey with my energy and, the way, and with a defined ego as well <laughs> we need to learn to like manage that to be humble to be to realize that like to not buy into whatever hype is going on about the fifth lines yeah yeah and we, just who you are yeah you also it's, i mean through the defined ego you really empower people so much right and then you have the practical solutions and like i mean it's very cool until it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> and the thing i'm i'm really a big fan of radical responsibility and even this conversation with you is helping me better understand my own responsibility in these arenas which is like empower practical solutions but don't go over the line like when I, that man that I met at the coffee shop, I didn't go over the line. And that was a really positive experience for everybody involved. If I'd stuck around and gone over the line, even if I hadn't promised him anything, if I'd just been there, my presence, my energy, that would be out of integrity for me Yeah. because I knew I needed to disconnect. So we need to slow ourselves down and go back to that, that type, right? Your type and your strategy. If you're a generator, you know, you can feel when your sacral disconnects because it doesn't light you up. When I first looked at him, my whole being inflated. At the end there, when I looked at him, it deflated. It's very oh, simple. So, yeah. And when you're, you know, a manifester, depending on your strategy or authority or you're a projector, you know, you're like you can as you work with that type, that's why I go I feel like going back to your basic type and strategy, that's your default. What do I do? I don't know. Am I responding to anything? I had one student who says, I just asked a question. Now, is there anything for me to respond to? Anything at all? No? Okay, I'm gonna sit here then. <laughs> like, brilliant. <laughs> no, thank you so much for um, sharing that. And then, so on your journey of following your sequel, because you also, you talk a lot about manifestation and things like that. So, and and you're quad left, right? So yeah, yeah. Even though you have a throw head and Ashna undefined, so which which in a way and op totally open solar plexus, like I have totally it. open. Yes, <laughs> it's a little bit of a conundrum, right? Um. So how do you what have you been manifesting through following a sequel in your life? Okay, so the coolest story I have to tell to date is the um, podcast that I just started. I just started a podcast called The Mystic Bit Show. And I just had my debut live stream of it yesterday, last yesterday evening, which was felt so good. I was high as a kite, which is how a generator wants to feel after they've been working. Right. And I haven't felt that in my work in a long time. And let me tell you how this came about. So, you know, one of the things that I think we can get stuck in when we first learn about human design is as a generator, you're here to respond. So how are you supposed to manifest if you have to just wait, right? But how do you get things done? And what I have found is you set the intention you throw it out to the universe. How do I want to feel? What do I want to experience? And then you wait because this isn't about not having the power. This is about having so much power that you literally draw into you what you want. 
instead of having to go out and make it happen or find it or figure out how to get it. Because if you got to think about like our aura, the generator's aura is so big and juicy and enveloping. (laughs) And the more we enjoy the feeling of our desires and our wants, the more it attracts to us what we want. But for me, it's breadcrumbs. Okay. Rarely do I just attract the big thing that I want spontaneously. And here's how it happened with this podcast. So I have been thinking about starting a podcast for a minute, right? For like a year, Hmm. but I hadn't done it because every time I thought about taking those steps, I was like, (laughs) I don't really know what to talk about. There's so many things I do. I don't want to focus it. I really don't want to do all the legwork, you know, like the desire was there, but the implementation of it felt exhausting. So I, I just threw it out there and a few months ago, a woman, a, a Facebook acquaintance, we, we were messaging. She asked me a question in Messenger or something, and it was completely unrelated to what she said next. She goes, you know, my sister uh, works at a radio station. She's a radio show host. And I don't know why. I just felt like I need to tell you that. She's not into woo at all. She, would, she wouldn't interview you, but I just needed to tell you that. Mm-hmm. And something in my little body went, boom. And I knew it was something, it was a breadcrumb. So I said, well, well, thanks for telling me that. Okay, cool. Still didn't have clarity, still didn't have a yes, but there was a little bit of a, ooh, that feels good, you know? So fast forward another few weeks, I go to Maui with my family and I get an email from a media company soliciting me to do a spiritual show on their new media outlet. They had one that was established for a different genre and they wanted to do something for spirituality manifestation. And the way that they found me was they had contracted with a company that basically crawls the web and crawls social media and looks for content. Mm -hmm. And I had been, they had noticed me and reached out to me because I had been doing it for 10 years. I had a library of content and they were impressed with my presentation the way I was able to speak and my look, right? I looked good on camera. So, and I talked to them and everything was really, really great, right? It's like they wanted to give me equipment. They wanted to get sponsors for the show. They wanted to have a producer for me. They wanted to have a tech person for me. And I'm going, this is the answer because I don't want to do the tech stuff. This is the answer. They were going to stream it over OTT software. It's going to go on all the podcasting sites. They had all the you know access to the, the keyword technology and everything. And I was like, yes, that's great. Oh, and there's this big investment <laughs> for you to pay to come on. And I went, Ooh, contracted mm. because, well, the last year has been amazing. And I've been following my sacral. I've been kind of drifting and not knowing what I wanted to do or who I was, who I wanted to be. And, um, but everything's just showed up for me as I've needed it, but I didn't have the investment right there that they wanted. It just wasn't there. And I went, okay. So I thought, well, I'll just see if it shows up. So I asked them for a little bit more information. I want to talk to some of their previous like successful show hosts because they'd mentioned they'd had some really successful show hosts who like, you know, duh, and crickets. I didn't hear back from them. And I let it go because I'm not in the business of forcing anything. But that was another kind of, okay, so there was a part of that that was a really big yes. And it also gave me a boost of confidence because I was like, they found me. 
they told me I was great, <laughs> you know, like, like that I could do this, you know? And so that, and then I had this, this urge, this desire to run a psychic development masterclass. I did a free one on, in fact, I was just doing that when I saw you in Savannah, I was like, I'm going to do this Facebook group and do this psychic development masterclass just for fun. Cause I wanted to, I just had this urge to like, just teach and share and do it for free. And I did this Facebook group and I had so much fun. And I, it really affirmed for me that like doing a show or podcasting or performing was very much like in my wheelhouse, my zone of genius. It lit me up. I was really good at it. I just had a great time. And that parlayed to, you know, then an intensive, which brought in a little bit of money, which was great. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, well, so I wonder what would happen if I did this on TikTok. And I just went, as an experiment, I'll do it on TikTok. And so my strategy, like, and I was just kind of rolling, like, I just wanted to just try it out and do it on TikTok. So my strategy was I'll put a little, some snippets, like short video snippets on TikTok about psychic development and the clairvoyance, just really basic stuff. And uh, one of those videos went viral and has like almost 3 million views now. And it just blew up my TikTok. <laughs> it was one of the videos. I was like, I can't believe that video went viral. <laughs> like, but okay, you know, yeah, it's not what we think. It, it's it blew it up. And so then I went live and I did the free five day masterclass uh, on TikTok live, and nobody signed up for my intensive, and that was okay because it was an experiment. But I started looking at it. And I saw one, I saw another person do something where they had a podcast and they recorded it live on TikTok. And I went, boom, there it is. My sacral just went, that's what we're going to do. And so what I did, I put together and now I knew exactly what I needed to focus on because psychic development was the thing that was really hooking people. And it's in my skill set. I love talking about it. I'm really excited about it right now. And I can get really excited, something I can teach about. And I'm a really good psychic development teacher. Everybody, I've been doing it for years and everybody who I work with just blows my mind and blows their own mind. It's so much fun to watch people blow their own minds in psychic mm -hmm. development. People think they're not psychic and then you just point out to them and they go, oh my God. And then they start trusting themselves and their lives get better and they get happier. I mean, everything, just this whole, just well of goodness springs from people understanding their psychic gifts. Like it's so much more than just like, I want to be psychic. Like to me, it's like, this is the path to happiness is really trusting yourself. Cause when you trust yourself, you see yourself, you know yourself, you love yourself. And then you move into things that are truly correct for you. Human design is, this, is another, the same, similar, a different vehicle for moving into that space. So that's what I just started putting it together. And then I also had had joined this coaching program and I've never been a part of a coaching program. And I joined this coaching program and talked about what I wanted to do. And they helped me come up with this messaging statement and the client, a client declaration is what it's called. So I really zeroed in on like my people who I wanted to reach. And then yesterday, and so then I set up a new masterclass, but instead of doing it for free, I took a lesson from you, darling, and I charged like 11 bucks for it. <laughs> That's what I want to do. And I went live yesterday on TikTok. And I did the show live and it was very TikTok centric. It was very interactive with the live viewers. And I think like 40 people signed up for my masterclass, which is amazing because I get to teach it. And then that's going to, you know, funnel down and I'm going to continue to find the people who are really right for me, who are my soulmate clients. Right. And then, um, to, and then last night I spent a couple hours editing and I didn't mind doing the light work now. 
because I was lit up for it. I know how to edit. I know how to do all the tech stuff. I just didn't want to do it at that time. Right, it was right, yeah. for me at that time. And so here I'm editing it all and I cut out all the TikTok specific stuff. And now it's going to go on YouTube and all the podcasting sites. And after we're done here, I'm going to go upload it and then boom, it'll be out. And I was so on fire and lit up and excited during yesterday's live and afterwards. And you can see it. You can feel it in me today. It's like, oh, yeah, this is. A yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you're definitely on fire today. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's, so that's a, how so. the manifesting process works for me as a generator who needs to be in the moment and yeah. moving slowly. And yet look at that huge development since we talked a couple of months ago where I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. I just want to write poetry. So I did. I just wrote poetry and I published a book this year of poetry because I was writing so much poetry and it's, it's a collection that I'm probably, I'm really, really proud of. And it's sold not an insignificant amount of copies, but I'm not really focusing on it right now. But when I do, I'm confident that it will expand because it will be how my sequel has responded. Yeah, right? no, no, I love that. And honestly, that, that's really how it works with the, what you call the breadcrumbs because your yeah. your sequel is like your GPS. And you, I sometimes say it actually like this, you, you have this big goal that, that you know from your heart, like, like you say, oh, I, I want to have a show. I want to have a podcast. I don't know how it's going to happen. You kind of let it go energetically. And then your sequel gives you like the map. Oh, yeah. here you're going to make a left. Here, here you're going to make a right. And here, and here, and here, there you are. <laughs> the difference is like Google Maps doesn't spit out the whole path. It only, the cycle only will give you the next step. And we never know yes. what that is. And like, we're not here to know how. We're not even here to know. Sometimes the things we want, they don't even come from really our pure desires. They come often from ego, right? Yes. And oftentimes mm -hmm. it's very hard for us to distinguish. I have noticed like, when I have a desire and it comes up over and over and it comes easy, that comes from my heart space or like my, my, it's my soul desire. But when it's a desire um, that feels forced or feels kind of off, it's off. It's from my mind, from scarcity or like, I need this to be happy or something. Yeah. Right. And that always feels hard that, you know, and when it's meant to be, you know, the synchronicities show up and. Oh, it just happens. It's so fun on the way there. It's, it's like, like you're surfing on a surfboard, like, you know, in Maui. So yeah, but it, it just, it flows when, when things are meant to be. And, and I also love that, you know, you had this one incident where even though it wasn't meant to be right, because I mean, that's also a pitching strategy, right? They praise us and, oh, we found mm -hmm. you and, mm -hmm. oh, but it's a high ticket, like you got to pay us. So at the end of the day, they just want to get clients, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it served you in a way because you realized you were lit up by not having to do all these things and you still wanted it. There was something great yeah. about it. So, and, but you learned like when you follow your sequel, we don't necessarily need that thing that we think we need, like this, mm -hmm. this big program that costs X amount of money. Yeah, it's really meant to be. It's going to happen anyway. It's often easier than we can even think of, imagine. So yeah, such a beautiful yeah, thing. yeah. I love what you said about the ego. Yes, and it's. I think I talk about that as well. It's like we have to learn to distinguish our ego. Yes, from our body. Yes, hmm. like is it a head? Is it a head? And you can feel the difference. An ego. Yes, has like a desperation to it. A you know, it's oh, mm, mm, yeah, really, really attached. Whereas a body. Yes, is just like oh well, obviously. <laughs> like, I mean that's what I want what's the right so like obviously that's you know we're headed in that direction no yeah. it's on its way when you have that body yes yeah and you know it's interesting now like I realize I don't mind 
I'm doing the nuts and bolts of the podcast, like the editing and the posting and the, you know, promoting and putting it out there. I also know I'm not going to want to keep doing that because I know myself, I know I'm going to get bored. So I'm tracking what I'm doing with the intention to hire somebody to do that for me and to really manage this arm. I'm looking at as one arm of what I'm doing and I'm going to hire somebody to manage that so that I just have to show up and be lit up. And then I can move on to build something else because I love building things generators but once it's built I don't necessarily want to keep like keep managing it forever and ever I know I get bored you know um and I've done that before I've done that with other things it's like I put a lot of work into it with the assumption that okay I'll just keep doing this forever and then I get bored and then I drop it but what I'm realizing now through working with my coach and also like in conversations with you, um, you've been sort of in instrumental in this as well as I realized that like, I actually deserve to continue to benefit from what I create. And in order to do that, I just have to invest in the continuation of that. And right now, what that looks like is, you know, hiring somebody to do the legwork for me, do the admin, do the post, do the marketing, you know, and allow it to continue to build. So I just show up and then I can go build some. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I love it. It's so beautiful. And it's it's because this is also part of, of your big focus. Like it's all about the psychic development. And you have been doing that for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Along this path, there are different things that if it's writing, if it's podcasting now, and then again, like, yeah, you can do it all. And he, you're here also. We work so well in response with others. And then you have yeah. something else that is lit up by doing the tech stuff. You know, and you can be more lit up showing on your, um, on your shows every week and stuff. Yes. It's like, yeah, I love this. Awesome. Thank you. So, and and I just want to share, so, because you have the 51 in your conscious son, just like Rob, he he was one, um, I mean, manifesto, but he had the 51. Yeah. We have the same incarnation cross and our birthdays were a day apart. And he was born in 1948. I was born in 1984. And it was just a weird thing when I saw that. It kind of made me do like, wow, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because you both have the 51.5. So, yeah, even though I didn't know that the incarnation, I mean, of course, it has to be because if you have 5.1, you can have the same incarnation cross. Makes sense, Annalena. Um, No, and you have, even though you're a generator, right? And you're here to respond, you still have things you initiate, like this Mm -hmm. massive class when you felt. and, And it's like, so which I know sometimes can be a little bit of a conundrum but that's why I never want to say to people it's like black or white you have your individual human design you have so many like layers and depth in your unique design and you're so I mean you're you can be so different to all 20 other different generators right because yeah different charts yes yeah yeah because we're all it's that it's your unique energetic signature your unique blueprint and it's great to look at the macro that alone is really helpful you're a generator wait to respond game changer right (laughs) but then really the depth you really understanding or really reacquainting with yourself the depth of your energy I mean, when I think about my, the way I was as a child, I was this really just open mystical child. I was very intuitive. I was off on my own a lot. I was in nature. I was exploring. I was dreaming. I was working on stuff. I was building things sometimes, you know, and and that's how I was, how I felt then. I feel more like that now Mm. than I have it at any other time in my adulthood. And I am far, far, far happier and more fulfilled than I've ever been in my life because I'm behaving like I did when I was a child before I got conditioned out of my 
authentic nature. Yeah. Yeah. Cause as children, we probably just do, we follow our cycle and do what lights us up. Yep. It sounds so easy, but as we know, it's a practice. <laughs> and it's a fun practice. It is. Absolutely. Have fun with the practice of it. And thank you so much for sharing it with us. And so I'd love to hear, Ingrid, how can people reach out to you? Where can they find you on TikTok, your show? How can they work with you? So I am Ingrid H. Turner, pretty much everywhere. Don't forget the H in the middle, Ingrid H. Turner. My website is ingridhturner.com. My TikTok, which is kind of my thing at the moment <laughs> is also Ingrid H. Turner. And then the show that I just started is called The Mystic Bitch Show. And that's on all the podcasting sites and, you know, how we do that. We just send all those out and it's on YouTube as well. So search for me, Ingrid H. Turner, and you will find me. Awesome. I'm going to make sure I'm going to drop it in the show notes. And thank you. Just It was such thank a you. beautiful conversation about what it means to live in fulfillment as a generator the power of the five line and yeah really what that means like really embodying your human design and trusting yourself so thank you yeah thank you adelina appreciate you this has been really really beautiful really fun thank you yeah it's always fun to talk to you so thank you listeners for listening i'm sure you got a lot of nuggets of wisdom from this and i'm excited to be with you all in the next episode Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.